Somebody is a good time to lift your voice and begin to pray in the language of the Holy Spirit. Shut the drug of the rigged 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 of the rig
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you for praying. You are all welcome to fellowship in the presence of the Most High God. Hallelujah. It's always an honor, it's always a privilege to be gathered together in His name and unto Him. Hallelujah. We are not just together, but we are gathered unto Him. Because we are still in this flesh. And He is the one who hears and answers prayer. And there is always a gap between the one who hears and answers prayer and all flesh. And that gap, what bridges that gap is what we call the divine machinery called prayer. Hallelujah. We are gathered unto him and into him. Hallelujah. In the book of Isaiah chapter 45, verse 4, the Bible says, For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect, for burning ones my nation's sake, and burning ones my elect. I have even called thee by thy name, I have surnamed thee. You know that when it comes to names, usually the first name is considered as a dog's name. But a surname is, is deemed a proper name. So to be surnamed by God is to be conferred real is, is the conferment of you, the real your real identity upon you. Hallelujah. It says I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. So even before we began this journey, God selected us. Bible says that He chose us in Him. He chose us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So now that we are coming gradually into the place of accurate knowledge, deeper knowledge and intimacy and fellowship with Him, I always talk about the fellowship of oneness because that is the end. The end of all of these things is that we become one with Him, one inseparable entity with God. Hallelujah. One inseparable entity. Where the devil comes, he searches for Samuel and he can't find Samuel. He searches for winning and he is not able to find winning. What 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 he finds now is he, he, he encounters God himself. And then he begins to ask, now where is winning? Where 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 is I, I'm looking for um, I'm redeemed. Where is redeemed? Where is Margaret? Because Margaret or redeemed has worked with God. Aben has worked with God and Aben is no more. Enoch worked with God and he was not. For God took him. And Bible says this is the testimony that Enoch worked, that, that, that Enoch worked with God and he was not. Because Enoch had faith. Hallelujah. Enoch had faith enough, progressive faith enough to get to the point where he pleased God to perfection. Almost to perfection. Where divinity saw that he was unworthy of this, this imperfect cosmos and he had to swallow him up. He become united with the divine. He become united with the divine. God took him. God took him. Hallelujah. In tonight's encounter, today's encounter of faith and power, 
that should be your desire that is my desire but there is no end to this work the end is where god himself chooses to give us his approval the approval of the divine is our only end but bible says that until god gives us that utmost approval the path of the just the path of stephanie the path of winning the path of redeem the path of cassandra must keep shining brighter and brighter and as every at every metron of brightness every metron of brightness every dimensional brightness every level of brightness we must increasingly grow in faith and we and continuously what please him in all things until that day when the day star arises in our heart until the day dawns and the day star arises in our heart hallelujah somebody if your hunger for god is being challenged is dying is waning this is the moment this is the moment this is that hour this is that hour to plug in to connect and let it not be a ritual let this not be a ritual that you came to the presence of god to partake in the usual the usual activities opening prayer and then some other things and then the teachings and then maybe the ministration of the spirit no we didn't come here to perform tradition hallelujah we came here for an encounter we came here for fellowship with the divine we came here to encounter power and glory for change we came here to be changed to be conformed to be more and more aligned with god because bible says now that lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty then he says but ye all be beholden in a glass the, the the image of god bible says we are changed but we are beholden as in a glass the glory of the lord are being changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord hallelujah so this is an encounter for transformation this is an encounter for a change this is an encounter to to measure onto you or to release onto you another metron of, of of faith another dimension of faith another measurement of faith and power and glory an encounter to propel you to your next dimension in life hallelujah understand that god has dealt onto you everything that you need in life but the access to those things are dependent on your faith the level of your faith as you are going to re realize from our teaching in the, in the next few minutes some people's faith gave them instant results others too the results was progressive step by step because their faith needed to be taken or their faith was taking them step by step hallelujah bible says and she was whole in mark chapter 9 a certain ruler came to jesus and complained that her daughter was sick and bible says that this ruler invited jesus to his house because for some people they have the faith of the ruler that faith De depended on Jesus' physical presence and invitation. That faith depended, depended on the touch of Jesus. Without God touching them, physical touch, they feel that their miracles can't happen. But some also have the faith of the Roman centurion. Bible says that, Father, is, is that Jesus, I am unworthy to have you under my roof. 
only say your word i am here i am outside but release your word and i know that before i get home that situation is going to be fixed and bible says that be it done unto you according to your faith hallelujah i pray that by the end of tonight's encounter may the spirit of god quicken and empower your faith hallelujah only say your word and they lost in Jesus. Only speak your word. I pray that God speaks a certain word into every area of your life where there is need to bring a solution, a lasting solution to you in the name of Jesus. Faith unto establishment. Faith. Faith for victorious Christian living. Faith that will cause you to triumph, to overcome to walk over all the circumstances of life hallelujah faith that will lift you up to walk upon the seas the waters like your life guarded in the name of jesus hallelujah beloved we want to worship we want to adore jesus in a few minutes and then we get into the word hallelujah bible says in the lord shall all the seed of israel be justified in the lord so outside of god we have no justification and he says that and shall glory outside of the lord we have no glory hallelujah isaiah 45 verse 25 in the lord shall all the seed of israel be justified and shall glory hallelujah so we want to remain in the confines of god and now even as we've come we are gathered together in his name you want to lift your voice and begin to bless the name of the Lord. You want to thank Him. In Isaiah 46, verse 5, He says, To whom will you liken me and make me equal? And compare me that we may be that we may be like. God is incomparable. None like Him. None can deliver like He does. None can bless us like He does. None can help us like He does. We want to tell Him that Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we honor you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we adore you. Father, in the name of Jesus, glory. we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, Lord for life. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for deliverance. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, for your love and kindness. Thank you for your steadfast love. Thank you, Father, for the gift of fellowship. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for provision. Thank you for establishment. Thank you for preservation. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I give you praise. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. Lord, there is none like you. Lord, there is none like you. Lord, there is none like you. I give you glory. I give you praise. My Rashad, the book of Bradua, the book there is nothing good in my life that you are not the one that has done it. What do I have that I do not receive? Your grace and your mercies have brought me this far. There is not by my mind, there is not by strength, but Lord, by your grace and mercy. Thank you so much, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
Therefore, even as we come for tonight's encounter, as we've shown up in Zion tonight, Lord, by your spirit, wash us. Search me. I think Psalm 139, verse 23 or so. It says, Search me, O God. Let, 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 let's check that and be, and be sure. Psalm 139. And see if there be any unclean way in me. Yes, yes, Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Hallelujah. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The truth about the matter is that sometimes we don't know. We don't know. Sometimes we just don't know. But there are certain hidden things, certain stains, certain spots, certain blemishes on our garments of purity and holiness that we think that we are carrying ourselves well, we are behaving ourselves rightly or wisely before God and before men does not exempt us from, from some of the petty things, some of the petty errors of, of life. So you want to tell God the Lord, search me, throw the searchlight of your spirit, the searchlight of your word onto my spirit, onto my soul, onto my body. And Lord, as you scan me, any stain, any spot, any blemish in me, by the blood of the Lord Jesus, wash me clean, make me whole. By that blood of sprinkling, Lord, I receive forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I know I am forgiven. Now I receive the appropriation of that forgiveness into my life for every wrong, every wrong deed done, every every wrong thoughts that I've thought. Oh God, vain imaginations. In the name of Jesus, forgive me, God. Wash me clean, O oh God. Make me whole, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, set my heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every unclean and wicked way in me, Lord, take it away from me. Forgive me, O oh God. Separate me from every unholy covenant, every spiritual tie, soul tie, body ties, that I might have been entered into unholy covenant. Knowingly or unknowingly, Lord, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I cut them off. I cut them off. I separate myself. Father, know our hearts. Thank you, we thank you. We bless you thank for forgiveness of errors, all sins, all iniquity. We thank you for cutting every thank you, Father, ties of unholy contracts and covenants. And the Lord to forgive me. Thank you for cleansing from everything that we find why don't you continue 
Pray in the language of the Spirit. Just lift your heart, lift your voice unto Jesus. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Begin to press forth, press forth. This is my prayer. Lord, Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So faith cannot exist in isolation. The source of faith is the word of God. Hallelujah. And that which bridges the word and our faith is our belief. Hallelujah. So you ought to tell God that, Father, even as your word comes, in the ministration of your word, as I listen to this message right now, let the word light up upon me. Even as Jacob changed into Israel, at your word, after your word tried him, after your word tried him, Lord, let your word light me up. Let your word light me up. Let your word light me up and propel me to my next dimension in destiny in the name of Jesus. The next dimension of my destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your word light me up. The proclamation, 
but I will do great exploits. I have come to receive strength. Lord, I have come to receive wisdom. I have come to receive instructions. I have come to receive your rebukes. I have come, oh God, to be directed by your spirit through your word. Lord, speak to me tonight. I ask that you speak to me tonight. Lord, I ask that you speak to me tonight. Speak to my heart, oh God. Rashata Pakora Badia Dalava, Arabia Telegrafian Terramanova, Rabada Dada Rashada Braga Terregadeva, Rabada Terreda Koshada Braga Terregadeva, Maramada Telabaria Grafia Telemeregadeva, Rabada Bashada Braga Terregadeva, Rabada Terreda Bashada Braga Dalava, Rabada Terreda Kofian Telegadeva, Maya Dia Terrega the Russian of the Compra. You see, the word of God has the potential to become anything in the life of the believer, especially that for which it was sent. It has the ability to manifest. Because the word is infallible. The word is infallible. It cannot fail. So when the word of God fails to light up in your life and in your destiny, sometimes it's a matter of self-check. We have to check, check our faith. We have to check our belief. We have to check the amount of the word of God we have in us. And we have to check other factors, even our environment. Hallelujah. But the word of God cannot fail. Hallelujah. I pray that in today's encounter, God will bless you. That God will lift you up. That God will bless you. And bless you and bless you until you become a blessing. Hallelujah.
Minister Cassandra, Minister Redeemed, Minister Sylvester, um, Minister, who else? Um, I also see some hidden faces there. Minister Stanley and every other person, God bless you for joining. Amen. God richly bless you. Yes. Um, Minister Redeemed, I think be from your end okay so so please check 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 your end and let's see Change. 
like we did in the previous session. This is a continuation of the, the first part on the teaching on the mystery of faith. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell somebody today in this encounter that God is increasing my metro. God is increasing my metro. Hallelujah. You want to tell somebody, God is increasing my metron, M-E-T-R-O-N. Metron is a measure, hallelujah. A metron of what? The metron of your faith. He's dealing unto you another measure of faith. If you read Romans chapter 12, I think the verse 3 talks about how that God has dealt to each one of us a measure or the measure of faith. Hallelujah. But it's our, it's our responsibility to grow that faith. It's our responsibility to build ourselves on our most holy faith. Hallelujah. Another measure. Another measure. Alright. And you also now want to tell yourself, you've spoken to somebody, now it's time to prophesy over your life. Proclaim and release certain words into your spirit into your spiritual life into your future into your destiny you want to say that my life is coming more and more in alignment with the will of god you are you want to say i you are commanding your life in perfect tune and alignment with the perfect will of god and you are growing bigger wiser stronger better more powerful in today's encounter than you were ever before in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I wouldn't take too much time. I want to get into the word. We started this teaching on the mystery of faith and how to access power, how to appropriate it to access power for victorious Christian living. Hallelujah. And... Um, we said that there are certain unique kingdom and royal and spiritual truths and proclamations as well as affirmations that only a certain class of people in this world who are called the redeemed of the Lord can say or appropriate over their lives. Not everyone can say or rehearse these sayings of God, these promises of God. No, not everyone. And we, we realize how that the Bible says in Psalm 107 or so, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Let your conversation, let your, um, conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he had, um, for he, he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the verse 6 says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord, is my helper hallelujah and then we said that we said that faith is the subject matter of faith those things that we are talking about our confessions must be done in faith hallelujah they are done in faith they are taken in faith and faith is contagious Sometimes we ask ourselves questions whether God is able to reach out to us in our situations, do for us what he has done for other people around us. And we are saying that, yes, that is possible. But it's only possible 
when we look away from all the other options and look unto God. You may have options, but God should always be your and my first resort. Hallelujah. God should be our first resort, the first go-to, the first point of contact in every matter, in every affair. Hallelujah. And we said that until we narrow our options, we will never commit to God. When Naaman was told to go and wash himself in the Jordan River for his own healing from, from the leprosy that he suffered, you know, as respectable as his position was, he, he co considered that prophetic instruction of faith an insult. But because he felt that there were other options that should, should be made available to him. But we understand that the Bible says the just, the just shall live by faith. If there were other alternatives, then God could have added them to faith. Faith is our strongest and most potent lifeline in relation to the word. Aside prayer. Hallelujah. Aside prayer. And we said that faith is temperamental. And people around you, your environment can affect your faith. Hallelujah. I want to do a quick recap. That's what I'm still doing. And we said that for us to be able to walk in the things of God, in the faith of God, the mystery of faith, we have to have, we have, to have knowledge of the mind of God. Because until we know the mind of God and have the light of God pertaining to a particular thing, that thing will remain a mystery to us. And when we have the mind of God, and that mind, that mind becomes established, that knowledge of the mind of God becomes established in us. It becomes a mindset. Hallelujah. I said one day, when God helps us, we shall learn on mindsets and definitions. As far as the believer is related, is concerned, mindsets and definitions. Hallelujah. As Christians, there are such things as mindsets and definitions. Mindsets are firmly resolved belief systems. They are grounded belief systems that determine how we see things, how we think. Hallelujah. When your mindset is established, you, end, you realize that you can't attract everything. Anything, can't, anything at all can't happen to you because your mindset is established. With faith, the centurion mindset became established because she believed in the abilities of Jesus. So she said, he said that only say your word. Only say your word. Only say your word. And God, Jesus released the word and declared the servant of that centurion healed. And Bible says right from that moment, he was healed. Hallelujah. And we looked at Revelation 3.14, the seven churches of Asia. And we looked at the, the seven church in particular, one of the a testimony about the seven church. And we said that prophetically, we are all included in the seven church. Hallelujah. Where God is restoring all that God lost from the pattern of the early church since when the church was born or birthed by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. I wanted to teach a little bit about the end of the age and the fullness of times and then how this is related to this, the feasts. 
how that the seven, the, 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 the seven church, which is a, the fullness of the church, the completion of the church, the maturity of the church in time. Maturity is what characterizes harvest, actually. So when God is, when we talk about the end time church, one of the marks of the end time church is maturity. Hallelujah. But that's not our teaching. There is a lot. As, as and when God, God gives us the time, even with the three times, the three or four meeting times a week, a lot of us feel burdened and overburdened already so then we, we we know that no matter how much god blesses us to share with you it, it won't be a possibility so long as we get tired of buying internet bundles and um and joining in fellowship or we can't pay the price of sacrificing our time to grow in the knowledge of god to be able to release or have access to the possibilities and then, and then the realities and the blessings of the kingdom because those blessings are in the heavenly places and you access them by knowledge, hallelujah. And that knowledge, when rightly appropriated, causes them to manifest. It causes those promises to become realities in your life. But it doesn't come at a cost. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. It will cost you something. There is a price for the truth. I am not teaching you by accident, hallelujah. I am not sharing with you what God has shared with me. By accident, it didn't just come. You know, it, it doesn't happen because you just log on. Uh, you become a host of a podcast, and the moment you become a host, some some spirit comes upon you and just begin to put words in your mouth when you have not made adequate preparations for that. God is capable of doing that. He His word even says that when we stand before rulers and authorities and they question us for the reason of this hope which we have in Christ Jesus, we shouldn't worry because He Himself will put words. In Matthew 24, talking about the end times, he said, You put words in our mouth because so God is capable. The Holy Spirit is not limited, hallelujah. But what I'm saying is that when it comes to teaching, the Holy Spirit needs something to work with. So that is why it says, Study to show yourself approved unto God. Unto our approval from God is achieved. Until God gives us that approval, we have not begun. We have not. No matter the approval of men, no matter the endorsement men give us, no matter the accolades, when God has not approved of you, when God has not helped you, when God has not given you the, the green light, Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, the builders build, but in vain. The laborers, they labor, but in vain. Except the Lord keeps, keeps watch over the city. The watchmen, they also watch with all their expertise, with, with all their gadget and their safety tools they are powerful weapons but in vain no watchman there is no watchman more powerful than jesus hallelujah because he's the god who is at one place and yet sees every place bible says in psalm 119 verse 89 forever O lord thy word is settled in heaven let me just share with you this revelation that the spirit of god gave me a couple of years ago one day i was taking on this scripture and i was like wow god what is the meaning of this forever O lord thy word is settled in heaven and the holy spirit whispered to me and said that my word you see when the high priest in the old testament when they get to the holy of holies and they are offering um the sacrifice for the atonement of the sins of the people of the nation what happens is that they go and they come back none of them were able to sit because that work was a yearly sacrifice for the sins of the people it was a yearly ceremonial offering they cannot sit because they have to keep going in there and returning the glory even there was too much for them 
so that when they are going they were they, they had to be tied with bells and ropes to their feet so in case that the glory of god instead of the glory overshadowing them if the glory judges them and slays them and they die in there they could be dragged out that is how powerful the glory of god is so the glory of god has no fellowship with sin every time when we come here we pray the prayers for cleansing prayers for purification it's not because it's a ritual no we understand that to do business with god in deeper waters in deep waters we need to be consecrated we need to be pure we need to be holy we because we've come to behold a holy god he is a holy god he's set apart so anything that doesn't look like god must be separated it must be taken away from us anything that is unholy should be taken away from us so we can behold him hallelujah forever oh lord thy word is settled in heaven the holy spirit spoke and said to me he said that my word is positionally at rest but functionally at work in this earth realm i was like wow he said yes my word because when bible says that when jesus finished all offering of himself and presented his blood in the in the holy place on the mercy seat bible says that now he became set he now set or seated at the right side of the father the right hand of the father so now we have a high priest who doesn't only he, does, he no longer goes in every year to offer sacrifices for us bible says he this sacrifice he made this atonement was once and for all hallelujah that sacrifice was made once and for all and it covers every sin every sin a sense of every magnitude sense of every time transcendent it doesn't matter whether it was in the past in the present or even in the future the blood has enough power in it to take care of every one of our sins hallelujah there is no sin too grave and now bible says that now jesus is sat he is sat at the right hand of the father and yet he's still working on the face of the earth how by the seven spirit of God, which are still extensions of him. And the spirit of God, this dispensation of the spirit has come to bear witness to Jesus. Even as Jesus came to bear witness, he came to testify of the father. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? Are you with me? Are we together? And we said that, I also wanted to share with us that when the church age begins, the message is Jesus, but the reference is the Holy Spirit. Notice how that in the book of Acts, you realize that in the, in, the, in the Gospels, Jesus spoke a lot about the Father, the Father, the Father. Then when he got to, um, when it was about living, in John 14, you see him talking about the Holy Spirit, 15, and all of that. But the moment the church was born, you realize that, you realize that the church age set in and then the message was actually jesus the apostles preached jesus but the reference was to the holy spirit because a new dispensation had come hallelujah and we said that we looked at how that when according to revelation 3 14 when he says that and to the angel of the church of um what's the name of that church laodicea he says right we said when it comes to the prophetic or to visions god believes in writing hallelujah so theologically when he says to the angel of the church we said that the angel there we all know angels to be messengers right they are ministering spirit right but in in this in this sense he's talking about the leadership of the church hallelujah one of the definitions of the word angel is also 
the apostle or head of a movement or a commission. Hallelujah. And I and we said that so God was speaking to the leaders, not the sheep, the shepherd, not the sheep. Hallelujah. And he says that these things say the amen. Please, can someone help us with that scripture? Okay, I've seen it. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right? These things say the amen. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. And we said that the amen of God, we all know amen to be the end of prayers. We it's a word we say to punctuate. We we apply amen to prayers just as period is applied to sentences in grammar. And we said that amen is one of the names of God. And the names of God is different to the name of God. Because the names of God are the expressions of God. The things that he does, how he manifests himself, especially in relation to the needs of his people or the or, of, or, of his sheep. So if God heals, we may now call him or describe him as Rafa. When he judges or reveals his righteousness, we call him or we know him as Chitkenu. When he leads us so well, when he governs us, we, we, we call him the Lord our shepherd, Jehovah Ra. When he provides, we say Jehovah Jireh or Jaira. What if he does nothing? How do we know him? Is it the God who does nothing? No. That is where his real identity comes in. He is I am. He is I am. Hallelujah. And we said God is faithful to his word. He is faithful and true. And we said that for us to be consistent in faith and the supernatural, we have to come to the understanding of the faithfulness of God. How that sometimes we get too worried and disturbed. We get too worried and disturbed because we feel that we must, we must make things happen by our fasting. We must make things happen by our prayers. We must make things happen by how we relate to people. We feel that, you see, until we come to the place of total surrender where we say, Lord, we've surrendered our ways, our path, everything to you. So orchestrate every happening in my life. We will be, we'll be forced to bring in to rely on our own efforts and if not careful we may even veer off the path of the righteousness of God true righteousness and begin to walk in self-righteousness instead of walking and relying on the finished works of Jesus Jesus has finished everything everything the Bible says that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus and we are we are his workmanship is it Ephesians 2 10 or something it says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God finished beforehand that we should walk in them so the steps Jesus has walked the walk he has done the work and all we have to do is to begin to put our footsteps in his steps put our feet God bless you Ephesians 2 2 10 for we are his workmanship Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had beforehand ordained that we should walk in them. It's in the past tense. He has ordained them. So all we need is the strength of the Spirit, the guidance of the Spirit, to know where to put our steps at each point in time. Every point in time. Every point in time. That is what divine alignment is about.
if you read Isaiah 46 verse 4, it says that, and even to your old age, so from the cradle to the grave, from life's first cry to its final breath, even from the wedding bell to the death knell, He's saying that I am he. And even he says, and even to your old age, I am he. And even to her hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Hallelujah. If only we can relinquish, we can cast all our burdens unto him. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. Hearken, hearken, hearken. It takes faith. It takes faith to hearken. You may be surrounded by the impossible, by trouble on every side. The psalmist said, A thousand shall fall. A thousand shall fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, yet it shall not come nigh me. You know the kind of faith it requires to make that kind of bold statement. It is no, it's, it's, it's no, it's no joke. It's no, it's no, how do I even describe it? I'm lost for words. It, it's not, it's no little, or it's not little faith. When in the storm, when in the storm, you are still praising God. Is because you have been able to latch on to something. You are holding on to something that cannot fail. Something that makes you overcome the storms. And that is your faith. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And if you know this overcoming power of the believer, this overcoming power of the believer that enables the believer to plug in to the power of God, and walk fully in the dominion mandate. You will not be shaken. You will not be moved. It says, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to her hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. God wouldn't make you and later on cast you off or cast you away. Even though you have made mistakes. Even though there were times you didn't get it right. Even though there were times you didn't listen to God. You walked in disobedience and rebellion. Even though there were times that you heard him, but you failed to be able to apply that which you heard from him, his instructions accurately. But if you understand the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of God, you'll be able to live a life of continuous, daily, victorious life of the supernatural. So in the Lord's prayer, we saw that how that the Bible says, give us this day, give us this day, our daily bread. That means that daily we are supposed to have a supernatural activity in our lives. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make reference to what we do in order to receive from God. Our daily provisions, are our, our entitlement as sons, as sons, we are entitled to our daily needs from our father hallelujah and it has got nothing to do with your 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 fasting and your prayers and your works no hallelujah 
So I say that you can pray the Our Father prayer without understanding, without a proper understanding of who God is, and then even without having faith in His faithfulness. And what's more scary is that God is good to us even when we don't deserve it. That is even more scary. And that is what we call mercy. When God is good to you, when God is good to me, despite our mistakes, our errors, he still, he, still, he still chooses to set his affection on you. He still chooses to release his blessing upon your life. He still chooses to make your path right and perfect before him. Job missed, um, Jonah missed his way. Jonah missed his way. Job had no mistake in his life. Bible says that the testimony of God concerning Job, there was a man in the land of Uz, this man was was what was good and upright and the Bible says he was one that feared God <coughs> sorry he feared God and he's, he eschewed evil and yet look at what came upon him now look at Jonah Jonah on the other side or on the other hand he ran from the instructions of God to go to Nineveh and he went to Tarshish but the message of God still kept him he was swallowed by a shark and later vomited. He was thrown ashore. And God had mercy upon him. Reinstated that assignment. It's all because of his mercy. Hallelujah. And we said that now. First Timothy 3 verse 9. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. We said that faith is one of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. As a mystery, is very difficult. It defies just one definition. Hebrews 11 tells us about faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. So, yes, even though you are hoping for something, even though whatever you are hoping for is unseen, Bible makes us understand that there is a substance with which we're able to apprehend those things and translate them from the unseen realm into this world of materiality. And that substance, that mystery, is called faith. It's a vehicle, a very powerful vehicle. It is a, we a weapon of every overcomer. Everyone who is able to reign and rule and colonize any sphere or domain of this cosmos is one person who is either operating in faith so as they can be able to appropriate the power of God to rule or they are working in the other kingdom by another power. Hallelujah. And we said that by our definition, faith is the resultant action of the apprehended truth. We said faith is the response of the human spirit or person to the word or instruction of God. We said faith is also the lifeline of the believer in God. The believer in God in the earth realm that enables them live as overcomers and to enforce the dominion mandate of God in the earth realm. Hallelujah. And we proceeded to say that a mystery is something that's impossible and difficult to understand. We said a mystery is a hidden thing, secret, a, a, a secret, and that generally... It is confided only to an initiated 
is, 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 it is generally confided only to the initiated and not to ordinary people or mortals. So for instance, if you want to know the secrets of Coca-Cola, you should be initiated into not just the company, but if possible, the leadership. Hallelujah. He said a mystery is a hidden thing, a hidden or secret thing, not obvious to the understanding. Hallelujah. And we understand that from Luke chapter 8 verse 10, Jesus said unto us that unto us is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables. Hallelujah. Unto you and I is given to know. We have keys to know, to be able to unlock the doors that, that unveil to us, that open to us the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we came to Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Habakkuk 2.4. And we realized that the just is supposed to live by faith. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10.38 also said the just shall live by faith. And if there was, if it, if it draws back, God's soul has no pleasure in him. And we said that anytime we walk outside of faith, we incur the displeasure of God. Hallelujah. Let go Anytime we walk outside of it, we incur the displeasure of God. Now we are about starting and then we exhausted our time. So today we are getting into today's session proper. Hallelujah. We've already done one hour, seven minutes, but we trust that God will help us. Amen. So I said the last place where I ended in our previous session was when I mentioned that in the King James Bible, the word faith is mentioned over 336 times. 336 times in the King James Bible. And I said that Bible says the just shall live by faith. And that means that there is no alternative lifestyle in God or the supernatural life on earth. If there were God would have provided it and instructed us in it. So we cannot live by something we are not born to. You and I cannot live by something we are not born to. We were born to faith. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Can someone please help us? And Romans 14 verse 23. God bless every one of us for joining us today. Abdominisha, you're welcome. God bless you. God bless you for joining us in fellowship. Stephanie, you're welcome. David, you're welcome. God bless you. chapter 12 verse 3 amen amen bible says that the bible says for i say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as god has dealt to each one a measure of faith 
Hallelujah. I want to read the King James Version.
purify our passions, oh God. Make us become and look more like you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 14, 23, But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. He who doubts. We realize that the, one of the greatest enemies to our walk with God, our walk of faith, is the enemy called doubt. The enemy called faith. Hallelujah. Because everything that a believer does is supposed to be from faith. says that God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. A measure of faith. God has dealt to you a measure of faith. God has dealt to me a measure of faith. But we are not supposed to remain at that metron, that measure of faith. We are supposed to grow from faith to faith. You can't grow from righteousness to righteousness because this is a righteous this righteousness which we now live by is the righteousness of God, which was imputed to us, is a free gift of God. You can't improve it. I and you, you and I can't improve upon the righteousness of God given to us through Jesus Christ. Nothing. There's nothing we can do through works. To improve upon that righteousness. But we are able to grow from faith to faith. Anytime we remain, or so long as we remain at that level of faith, which God dealt to us, what happens is we remain baby Christians. We fail to be able to be properly established in Christ. And our identities have been confirmed on us. Become shaky. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter, Matthew chapter 9, verse 2, the Bible says, They brought to Jesus a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. The number one thing I want to say here is that true faith can be perceived. Faith is perceptible. Faith can be seen. It can't be seen. Hallelujah. The number one thing I want to say, faith is perceptible. Faith can be seen. Bible says that Can someone help us with that scripture? And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy. That was a problem, right? That problem needed a solution. And he was lying on a bed. And Jesus seen their faith. This is one of the rare situations in the life in the life and ministry of Jesus where he healed somebody not based on the faith of the person, but the faith 
of the people around the person. You realize why the other time in the teaching I said faith is temperamental and that we have to be very careful where we find ourselves, the people we associate with because they can affect your company, can affect your faith. We will see that soon in Matthew 17. Your company can affect your faith. It can either boost your faith or cripple your faith. The company you, you keep and you, if you know that faith is one of your lifelines as a believer, you will not want to joke with it. Because we said that a crippled faith does not birth. It doesn't, it doesn't give birth to wholesome testimonies or miracles. So Bible says, Jesus seeing the faith of the people who brought the sick man to, to him, now said unto the sick of the palsy, he didn't say to the people, so which company are you keeping? Is it a faith-filled company or cohort? Or a faithless bundle of people have surrounded your life and your destiny? Jesus now says, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And the Bible says, straight away, the man was healed. So faith can be perceived. Jesus perceived the faith. He saw the faith of the people. According to that faith, the sick of the palsy received his healing from his sickness. Hallelujah. Number two, true faith is tangible and the tangibility of an existing faith in the heart or spirit of a man is evident or manifestly seen through their works. that true faith is tangible I'm not playing with English words here I'm not an English professor hallelujah true faith is tangible how do we know that Bible says now faith is a substance of things hoped for do you know what a substance is the evidence of things not seen you can't go to the court the, 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 the law court Argue your case out and win without presenting an evidence. And an evidence is not abstract. Evidence is not abstract. Evidence is not in your imagination. Evidence has to be tangible to buttress your argument. Hallelujah. James 2 verse 17 now says, Even so, faith, please can you continue to the 18? If it had not works, it's dead, being alone. So the word comes, and by your believing, you have faith unto salvation. By your faith, 
your faith now should lead you to certain works the work of the the work of faith in salvation is your confession the work of faith in your salvation in our salvation is our confession we confess Jesus as Lord and we are born into the kingdom and once we are born into that kingdom the same faith that birthed us or gave birth gave us birth to the kingdom or into the kingdom must be able to hold us carry us on we walk for bible says for by we walk by faith and not by sight so you now begin to walk you know being, being born into the kingdom is being born into jesus it's a place jesus is a place jesus is a realm jesus is a domain that is why the bible says for in him we move live and have our being that movement in him that walk in him is by faith for we walk by faith and not by sight you can't function function by carnal elements in a spiritual world or a spiritual space it's not possible that is why bible says even the weapons of our warfare by virtue of our translation the new place where we find ourselves the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through god they have to be mighty through God to the pulling down of struggles. The moment they are carnal weapons, we can't, they can't function in the realm of God. That is why I said that if you are not born to it, you can't live by it. The works of faith after salvation is our confession, is the, is, is, is the proclamation, the rehearsals of the promise of God that enables us appropriate and see the manifestation of those promises. For he has said, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I shall not fear what man shall do unto me. I think Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6 or so. For he has said, rehearsing the promise of God unto manifestation. One of the works of faith in the gospel of the kingdom is spiritual warfare. Fighting and warring based on the finished works of Jesus from the place of victory. Hallelujah. We shall come to look at faith as a weapon of the believer. When you've imbibed the word of God so much into you, in your spirit, you've hidden the word of God in your heart. And now you begin to make faith-filled proclamations from your mouth based on the rima that you are the Spirit of God gives you from the word hidden in your heart. Faith now becomes a weapon. The spoken word, it becomes a weapon, a very dangerous and potent weapon of every believer. The Bible calls that weapon a sword. Hallelujah. A, a shield, sorry. Faith can become a shield. Faith can also become the spoken word of faith becomes a weapon of the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. So even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead. Being alone. Faith must produce and should produce works. Hallelujah. The verse 18 says that, Yea, a man may say, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith 
without thy works, and I will shield thee my faith by my works. So the evidence of faith in this our realm is works. What you do to back what you believe, what you do to back your, your proclamation, what you do to back your affirmation. Hallelujah. That is why if you move to the verse 19, Bible says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. That, that shouldn't be the end of your faith. Believing and knowing that there is one God shouldn't be the beginning, the end of your faith. That is why I said that even the atheists, those who are atheists, those atheists and agnostics, they have not even begun life. Because the Bible says even the devils believe. The devils also believe and they tremble. The devils even believe that there is one God and they tremble. So as a human being on earth, if you don't believe that there is God, you've not even come to the faith of devils. It's a dangerous, atheism is a very dangerous thing. Even unbelievers believe. The devils believe. And Bible says that, do you know the works that backs the faith of devils? The works is, the evidence of the faith of devils is that after they believed or in their believing, Bible says they tremble. They tremble. They tremble in that belief, knowing that there is God. There is a higher power than they are their highest power they tremble so if a man now says there is no god the man doesn't even have the faith of devils The next point, true faith has a focus and expectancy. Acts chapter 1, verse 3 to 9. Someone help me with Acts chapter 3. Please help me with Acts chapter 3. Verses 1. chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 bible says that now peter and john went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour 
and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. So it doesn't matter how long your problem has been. Whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful. The name of the gate of the temple did not look like the life of the man that was laid there. The gate was called beautiful, but the man's life was not. Bible says, he was laid there to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Somebody, I want you to type, look on us. Look on us. Faith, the faith of God has a focus. The faith of God has a, a focus. It does not focus on problems and situations and circumstances around him or her. The faith of God, a person with the face of God, is able to look away from all their problems and fasten their focus, their gaze on God, where their solution lies. The psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills, from whence cometh my help. Faith has a focus. My help cometh from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth? My help. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, looking away from all other things, unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Faith has a focus. And the focus of faith is the power of God. The focus of faith is the person of God. Hallelujah. Faith doesn't focus or dwell on the problems. Bible says, And Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, Look on us. You see, whenever God wants to meet you at the level of your problems, or God wants to solve your problems, God sets a bar. He sets the bar of faith. The faith, which is the solution to your problem. Now it is up to you to raise your faith, to fasten your eyes, to look upon God. To build your faith, to meet up the faith of God at the level where the solution has been won, has been pegged. The disciples fastened, the apostles fastened their eyes upon him. And yet they told him to look, meet us, meet us at our level. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Yes, and he got us something, but not exactly what he wanted. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus that may every area of challenge in your life receive the strength of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God my God 
when the focus of faith is right there is always a miracle that is birthed when the focus of faith is right it always results in a miracle what is faith without expectancy my wife says that when this blind when this crippled man at the gate of beautiful looked upon them when he looked unto them he was expecting to receive something so as you focus your faith you focus with expectancy just as doubt destabilizes faith stabilizes doubt can rob you of the promises of god bible says that he who doubts in his heart is an unstable man a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and let not such a person expect to receive anything from god because he doubts god but when you have faith with expectancy you are able to receive just anything so faith without expectancy I say it's unbelief in disguise. You say you have faith and you're not expecting anything. You have faith and you're not proving with the evidence of your works. It is unbelief in disguise. Hallelujah. Number four, true faith appropriates power. If faith is not appropriated, power cannot come. True faith is able to appropriate the power of God into every situation. So it can be perceived because it is perceptible. Faith can be seen. Faith is tangible and the tangibility of an existing faith in the heart or spirit of a man is evident through their works. We saw that in James 2, 17 and 18. And we said true faith also has an expectancy. It has a focus and expectancy. Because faith without expectancy is unbelief in disguise. True faith appropriates the power of God. If it's not appropriated, power can't come. Matthew 9 verse 21. Bible says that there was a woman who, who, who had the issue of blood. This woman had the issue of blood. Yeah. Oh. 
want us to look at the issue, the, the story from the beginning. Actually, in that story, Jesus was on the way to the house of a certain ruler who had called, who had come to call him, intercept his teaching session, saying that his daughter was dead. The ruler invited Jesus to his house, bear his level of faith. He said, he said, Jesus, come to my house. And come and lay your hand upon upon my daughter, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him. And Bible says that on his way, while on his way, another woman with violent faith, faith that was tangible, faith that had a focus, faith that could be seen, didn't feel she needed the permission of Jesus. For, a, for her healing or a turnaround in her situation. Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist even unto now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. Matthew 11, I think the verse 11 or verse 12. And the king and the, and the violence take it by force. The violence is talking about here. It's not the violence of, you know, exchange of weapons of, of war or arsenals. It's not the, the violence of physical wrestling with, with brute force. It's talking about the violence of faith. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. So this woman came with a violent faith and said that, I know, I know, I know in my heart that if, if I should touch, if I should but touch the hem of his garment, this my issue of blood bleeding for 12 solid years shall cease. Bible says she said, for she said within her, within herself, in her heart, faith has a voice. Faith has a voice. Bible says that it is that voice that empowers righteousness, the righteousness of God. It is a voice of faith that empowers the righteousness of God. So Bible says that in Romans chapter 10 verse 6, the righteousness which is of, of faith speaketh on this wise. The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. The righteousness which is of the law or the righteousness which is of by works cannot speak in any wise. Because that righteousness itself is fallible, it's not whole. The righteousness which is of faith in Christ Jesus, that righteousness is grounded and founded upon a person who cannot fail. That is why it speaketh on this wise. Do you know that when somebody makes a promise to you, depending on the caliber of person, their reputation and integrity, you may choose to tell somebody about it or not tell anybody about it. Because if somebody who keeps their word, somebody who has integrity promises that 
I am going to do this for you. And you've seen the person do it for many other people. You know that there is no chance or very little chance of failure or disappointment. But if the person is not trustworthy, you know you are not safe. You better start looking for alternatives. Abena Yebua, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. Amen. And God bless you as you stay. You know you are not safe. Because the person is unreliable. Now the source of your faith or the source of your righteousness gives a fair, a fair idea how much you can do, how confident you can be. Hallelujah. Bible says the woman said within herself if I may but touch his garment I shall be whole and what happened she, she reached out and she touched the Jesus's garment and Bible says straight away she was made whole what made her whole? The power of God that left Jesus, the virtue that left Jesus. And Jesus now turned. Jesus, realizing the power had gone out of him, turned about. And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Was she prayed for by Jesus? No. Was Jesus going her way? No. Was Jesus expecting that? No. The violence of faith. The violence of faith. One mighty man of God by name, Archbishop Benson Idahosa once said that if our faith says yes, God will not say no. If you have faith enough to believe God for it, and it is not in the predetermined counsel of God, sometimes even when the time is not right, your faith can force a premature manifestation. Your faith can force a manifestation of that which you are expecting to happen. That is why it's always good that after we have prayed all prayers with the violence of faith, standing on the promises of God, we end by saying that, Lord, just like Jesus said on the cross, He said, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, but yours be done. It is good that we end our prayers in the same manner. Nevertheless, Lord, I said that I wanted to get married at age 22 or at 26 or at age 35 or at age 28. That is my will. That is my desire. But I do not know your perfect, what is in your perfect will for me. So even though I wanted this way, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Be done. 
so it puts your faith under subjection to the will of God hallelujah and that is what we call surrender So you, when you pray all the prayers, I've not prayed the nevertheless prayer. It is possible you are forcing things before their time. It is very, very possible. And Bible says that when Jesus had told her that daughter be of good comfort, that if it had made thee whole, the woman was made whole from that hour. So she was healed, but she needed the word of the priest, a proclamation from the priest to establish that healing, to make it whole. Do you see the reason behind testifying, testimonies, how that it is good to acknowledge leadership? You may have a miracle, testimonies, and be keeping them to yourself. Not knowing that sometimes when you share these testimonies and the priest or the man of God now says unto you that which God has done for your life may it or done in your life may it be permanent in the name of Jesus. You don't know that that word, that proclamation over the promises and the blessings of God makes that miracle whole and lasting and durable so that the devil can't come and steal that healing from you again the devil the devil is so 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 skillful he knows he knows how to plague your mind play tricks on your mind make you doubt begin to to waver so that that miracle that breakthrough you end up loosening it falls again from your hand because it is not even whole Bible says that this, this, this same thing happened in the story of the ten lepers. You see, thanksgiving is the first testimony to the goodness and faithfulness of God. Thanksgiving, not even the narrative or the narration of the miracle or the blessing, not the taking of the records of God's faithfulness and goodness to you thanksgiving in thanksgiving you are saying to God Lord I, I acknowledge that you are good because every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of lights with whom there is no shadow of turning due to change I acknowledge you are good I acknowledge you are faithful and then secondly thanksgiving is you saying to God that Lord that which you have done, I have seen it. I've taken record of it. It hasn't escaped my sight. It hasn't gone unnoticed. I have seen it. And I know you did it. Thanksgiving is also you saying that God, by my giving thanks to you, by way of my gratitude, I am open for more. I am open for more. Now, who is there? Which man is there that after you've shown them gratitude for the good that they have done for you, 
will not be compelled to show you more kindness or to be more kindly disposed towards you. What man is there? Thanksgiving. So when the nine lepers went away, forgot about the source of their miracle, and only one person came back, coming to give thanks and to testify first to Jesus that I have seen that which you have done in my life. I see. I take record. I'm cognizant. Jesus said that may his faith make him whole. And his miracle became whole. Hallelujah. Now let's look at some truth, biblical truth of faith. I want to continue by saying that faith comes by hearing. I wish we could do this. This is lengthy. I want to go through. Faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith plays a key role in our salvation. Ephesians 2, verse 8. We become sons of God through faith. Galatians 3, 26. We live by faith. We live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians 2, 20. God has dealt unto every man a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. You can be weak in faith. Romans 14, 1, 4, verse 17 to 20. The same spirit that gives faith to others as a gift can give faith to you. 1 Corinthians 12, 9. Faith is one of the three spiritual cords that abides forever. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Faith can be vain. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 11 and 17. Faith is the basis of the believers. Well, 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Faith worked by love. Galatians 5, 6. Jesus authors and finishes faith. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. You can err from the faith. 1 Timothy 6, 12 and verse 21. Faith is a weapon. The shield of faith. Ephesians 6, 16. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8. You can deny or feign the faith. You can deny the faith. 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. And then you can also feign the faith. 2 Timothy 1, verse 5. Hallelujah. I wish we could take time and get into this, but we do not have enough time. Hallelujah. We will deal with this. Amen. We shall deal with this. We have just 10 minutes to the end of the podcast. And then we shall come to what qualifies and substantiates faith. That is the last but one part of the teaching. What qualifies and substantiates our faith? The number one thing, faith, without a reference to the finished works of Jesus, is no faith. Number two, to live at a place where you always manifest, check your environment and your associations. Hallelujah. Some places kill faith. Some men can crucify your faith with their atmosphere and their ministry of doubt. Some men, some environment can crucify your faith with their atmosphere and their ministry of doubt. Some people have a ministry of doubt. Just get close to them. And you wouldn't see, before you know it, you wouldn't even recognize what happened to your faith. So you have to avoid atmospheres of fear. Atmospheres of doubt. That paralyzes faith. Then we, we will get to look at cultivating fervent love. One of the things that substantiate faith. The Bible says, faith worked by love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eliminating fear. 
Call of God. I don't want the podcast to end on us prematurely. I wish we could go deeper. Yes, some people have a ministry of doubt. Some people have a ministry of doubt. And such people, do you know how you can identify them? They have a problem for every solution you give out to them. They have challenges and ideas, reasons why any idea you give to them will not work. For every solution you give to them, they have a problem. They have a ministry of doubt, a ministry of fear. They can cripple your faith. They may come to you, tell you that, okay, um, you know, I'm unable to pay my school fees. And uh, right now I'm on the verge of deferring my program. And so I'm pleading with you to help me. And then you'll be like, okay, right now I'm not able to help you so much. I want to help you with maybe, um, let's say 3000 CDs for your accommodation and then maybe a thousand cities for your um your feeding your pocket money that should be about um some 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 400 or 350 dollars for, for for accommodation and feeding but you know what i want you to since you have good grades i want you to apply for some scholarship so that it can take care of your tuition and then they'll be like, oh, okay, you know, I, 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 I have actually thought of that, but I then realized that I, I don't know how to go about it. And in my family, maybe nobody has ever had a scholarship, so I don't even know how to go about it. And for every solution you suggest to them, they will find a problem. So if you are like, oh, okay, then let me help you out. The next thing might be, <laughs> I don't have a laptop. <laughs> There are people like that. For every solution, they have a problem. They have a problem. That is why you have to be very careful. Look at the man who was sick of the palsy. The people around him were very instrumental in his healing, his breakthrough, his miracle. If he had the wrong people around him, he would have suffered the fate of sickness for very, very long. Meanwhile, another woman somewhere with the issue of blood for so many years, 12 solid years, was also waiting for an, an opportunity. Jesus had, was roaming the face of the earth, being trapped in the body, knowing he wasn't omnipresent. So in that time, he could only be in one place, one physical location at a time. And the woman kept suffering because Jesus had not passed away yet. But the day she got the opportunity, Bible says she released her violent faith and got a miracle that same hour. That same hour. Hallelujah. 
I pray that may God surround you with a troop with, with, with very good people in the name of Jesus. May God surround you with people whose faith is strong. People who contribute to your solutions and not to your problems in the name of Jesus. People will be able to lift you up when you are down in the name of Jesus. May God, may God lift up his face and cause his countenance to shine upon you. May God be gracious unto you. May he grant you peace. His peace that surpasses all understanding. And be merciful unto you. May God strengthen your faith. Every area of your life where you don't have enough faith to believe God for the miraculous, for the impossible. I pray that God would increase the measure of faith, that metron of faith, in that area for you to experience his hand at work in the name of Jesus. From today, from today, from today, from right now, from right now, your faith is healed. Your faith is strengthened. Your faith that is paralyzed receives the strength of God in the name of Jesus. Even as the disciples, Peter and John, reached out their hand and lifted that crippled man, that layman at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And Bible says straight away he receives strength into his legs. Even so, I reach out to you right now by the words of Jesus in my mouth. And ask that by these very words, may strength be released into your heart to strengthen your faith in the name of Jesus. May God establish your goings. May God lift his countenance upon you. May he show you mercy and bless you out of his faithfulness in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. People of God, God bless you for joining in fellowship today. I knew you would have, you would have um, called in for us to end with a prayer, but um, I just did that for us. Saito Connor, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless every one of us who gave gifts to the podcast today. Amen. May God replenish you. Amen. As you promote the platform, as you help the platform, May God also promote your life before all your helpers, every destined helper that he has sent into your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that anything that lies ahead in your life as an insurmountable obstacle, by the hand of the Lord, may that obstacle be removed in the name of Jesus. May God cause you, may God cause you to be lifted to your high places and grant you people who defend you at all costs everywhere at all times in the name of Jesus. May God himself be your defense, the most high, your deliverer, in the name of Jesus. You are blessed beyond every curse. May God exalt your horn like the, that of the unicorn. And may he continuously show you his mercy in every area of your life. You are blessed. 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 You cannot fail. You cannot fail. You cannot fail, and you will never fail in any good endeavor. In this race called life, you will not fail. 
in the name of Jesus. You are established. You are established. Testimonies, abundance, sweetness, glory, glory. These are your portion now and forever in Jesus' name. I love you all, people of God. Five seconds to the end of the podcast. We meet again on Wednesday. Until then, shalom. Bye, 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 bye.